Hi, I'm Lauren Snyder with Fast Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Caitlin Carlson, a cast member from Be More Chill, playing off-Broadway at the Persian Square Signature Theater Center. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I'm excited to be here. Well, we appreciate your time. And I mean, as I've stated, that you're currently performing in Be More Chill at the Signature, not for long. That's right. We are just about to begin uh, our extension week that um, sold out in mere hours. <laughs> so um, it's right. winding down and it's really surreal. I've never closed a show knowing that the show has a life after the show. And it's uh, it's just thrilling. It's so exciting to know that it's going to be coming back again on Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's just a dream. Well, let's talk for a minute about your experience with the role of Chloe that you originated in New Jersey at the Two River Theater, then spent time with that role with this company off Broadway Mm -hmm. and then preparing for Broadway. Talk about that experience as an actor. Well, oh my gosh. I'm, so my my background is in theater, um, but I hadn't been doing theater for several years. I've been doing TV and film for years uh, when the audition came around for Be More Chill, and basically they had been looking for a, a comedic actor to play this role of Chloe, who's um, described as um, crass and confident. And, <laughs> um, you know, I thought that was something I could really have some fun with. So I just kind of uh, went in and did my spin on this um you know, this high school alpha mean girl, and uh, mm. they responded really well. And I did this, uh, the, the first reading of of the show, which turned mm. into the production at Two River, and just really got to learn, you know, and love this show and love this role. And it um, definitely carved out a special place in my heart. And it was such a wonderful experience with an incredibly lovely and rare wholehearted group of people that um it it felt really special at the time and obviously we were all a little bummed that it didn't go forward so the fact that it came back around three years later is just stunning and to be able to revisit the role and dig back in and make everything even more nuanced and specific and um just really, really fleshed out has been such a gift. It's really, really amazing. So talk to us a little bit about the three years in between creating the show at Two River to the time that it had its off-Broadway run. You as an actor may have changed. Things in your personal life might have changed. Other shows might have informed the experience. How different might it have been from Two River Signature Theater Center? Well, let's see. I mean, in the interim, it's funny because Be More Chill just kept, it never went away. Like it was, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, it just kept popping back up because, of course, after we closed the show, a couple months later, we recorded the album, which is, of course, the the reasons that so much uh-huh. of um it caught on and right. um 
you know, the, the recording happened, so it was like, you know, revisiting again, like, right away. And then when the album came out, it was released, I think, a preview was released on Halloween, and then the whole album was released in maybe November or December of that year. And so, you know, there was that intermittent excitement of, like, you know, friends and family catching on and hearing the album for the first time. And then some time going by, and then strangers having listened to it. And uh-huh. then, then the beginning of all of that fan art and things on Tumblr and Instagram and tagging us in things and people latching on to the show and watching, like, the B-roll from Two River uh-huh. over and over. So, like, it kept reappearing. And it was, like... Uh-huh just this little this little ping that kept um coming up in my life and our lives so it definitely never felt like that chapter had entirely closed in my professional life uh-huh. um and so you know as i said i had i have also continued to be working in tv and film and um you know the kind of ongoing joke is that you know i I look younger than I am. I'm obviously playing someone much, much younger than I am. But like, you know, when I'm going out for roles in my early 20s, it's like, it's fine. I played a 17-year-old a year ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was sort of the running joke that's um, extra funny now that I'm even a little older and playing the same role, which I just get such a kick out of. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, I've definitely had a lot of incredibly wonderful professional experiences in the interim um but it's yeah it's just it's really wild the way that we've circled back to this show and this sort of like I don't know it's a sort of lovely symmetry in a way of just like revisiting something that meant so much then and obviously is continuing to be a huge huge professional um lamppost in my life sure that makes so much sense thanks for bringing that insight Let's talk a little bit about the content of the show. Of course, Be More Chill was a smash based on the novel that mm-hmm. Ned Zinzi wrote, and it tells the story of a self-proclaimed lonely high school boy, and mm-hmm. little science fiction takes a pill that allows him to be popular. Yeah. How does this, why do you think the show is so relatable today? This show is, I think it's relatable on so many levels. On just the, um, on the surface, it's the high school content. And either you've been in high school or you are mm-hmm. in high school. And the, um, that feeling of trying to figure out who you are and who your influences are and whether who you are is okay and whether the people telling you to do certain things are okay or not are that's something that everyone can connect with and we can connect with that feeling of um that best friend relationship and the um antagonistic relationships mm-hmm. um one of whom is the character that I play um right. it's um so just the array of characters that we see in the high school of Be More Chill, um, it's really easy, I think, to identify, like, I'm a this or a that. I'm more of a Jake or I'm more of a Rich. I'm more of a Chloe or a Brooke. Um, So there's that on the surface. But um, aside from that, the themes of identity and self and 
um, voices in your head. There is um, <laughs> some uh, unignorable mental health um, overtones that a lot of people get um, relate to very much or um, find comfort in with the show. There's um, some uh, queer overtones in the show that is absolutely being um, grasped onto by um, huge swaths of people, especially young people who feel, um, I guess, unrepresented or underrepresented when it comes to Mm -hmm. um, pop culture. So it's, I think it's wonderful that people can relate in those ways. And um, just, uh, yeah, the the voices in your head and um, loneliness, like Michael in the bathroom, is obviously a huge, huge breakout hit because that is such an incredibly relatable feeling of locking yourself away, feeling abandoned and not knowing what to do with yourself. So I think it's um, just a matter of, there's so many specific and so many like broad strokes in terms of the, the the teenage experience and thereby the human experience that people are just really really connecting with. Right, right. No, that makes that makes so much sense. Let's talk about the remarkable director Stephen Brackett, who of course has directed this ensemble, and mm-hmm. uh, give us some insight into the rehearsal process. Oh, I love Steven so much. I honestly fell in love with Steven in the initial audition. Um, I just remember him, um, you know, I did my my scenes and my song. And, um, he came out in front of the, the, the tape, the row of seats, the table that the auditors all sit behind. And he just basically was like, so tell me about you. Like, who are you? And... Oh. Whenever a you become a person in an audition uh-huh. setting, that's always like a okay. Number one, they like me, and number two, <laughs> thank God for you. Thank you so much for like mm. humanizing me and taking this time because like not every audition, unfortunately, um, makes you feel that way, and they mm-hmm. you, they can't always you know they don't always have time to make every single person feel special on an audition setting unfortunately but um that was just a really great experience of just uh the the warmth and openness and um communication that would absolutely color the entire experience of working with Stephen he's so open and so receptive um, to ideas in the room and it's basically like if you try something that you feel is like the craziest choice you could make he's going to love it yeah oh. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and and even if by the time you know previews come around or something some of those big crazy choices might be stripped away a little bit but what it does and how it's informed your character and sketching out this person as an entire person that's still there. Mm, right. And that creates, um, I think that just imbues our entire cast. Like I always think it's like a choose your own adventure. Like you could watch any single person in our cast and see an entirely different show because everyone's performance is so detailed and so rich and so fully lived in every moment. And so much of that comes from a playful and open um rehearsal process. Uh, that's great. That's great. Great to know. 
let's talk a little bit about the writer, of course, music, Joe Iconis. Oh, and my gosh. Mix, you know, it's a mix of musical theater and rock with, let's say, a science fiction twist. So you're singing this material with such high energy eight times a week. Talk about that <laughs> a little bit. Um, well, I'm such a Joe Iconis super fan. I was aware uh, peripherally of Joe um, before this before I got involved with the show, I definitely knew of his work, but I didn't know him as the person. And he's, I mean, he's, I'm such a, a geek for Joe Iconis. And I'm, I feel very fortunate that I can now call him a friend. He's, mm-hmm. I think, honestly, a, one of the most brilliant people working today. And he's, I honestly believe he's going to change the course of musical theater history. Um, so it's, an absolute honor and gift to be performing his work eight shows a week. And I mean, it's, and it's hard. It's it's a hard show. It's a really hard show, but it's, um, I mean, it's a blast. And honestly, there have, there's a point at which I had to kind of like get over the hurdle of being super, super impacted by some of the words every night because I'm like, I just uh, have to like hold it together, you know, and do my right. job because I just think his lyrics and what he writes and not just the lyrics, the music itself is just so evocative and emotional. Even just those na-na-na's and more than survive that can like on the right night, that can like bring a tear to my eye as I'm like um, in the midst of this show, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is remarkable. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for the insight into the process of the show and the creative artist that you're working with it, and it's it's past and present and future. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to talk about this joyful show. I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Caitlin Carlson from Be More Chill playing at the Pershing Square Signature Theater and on its way to a Broadway house in the spring. Thank you. Woo! <laughs>